Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. from Galatians 5:22 But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you will also, you will also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to someone else. For each one should carry his own load. Good morning again. This morning's message comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia. Paul, a little later in the book, is talking now about how it is that we find freedom in Christ through living creatively. We are free to create because, in fact, as heirs, of God's family, which we talked about together last week, as heirs, joint heirs, in fact, we are known as being created in the image of God. The Imago Day is within each of us. And as such, because God is a creator, we too are creators. We, and we are free to be creative and original as we live into this freedom that we have in Christ. Paul wants us to understand that we are not meant to be a copy of someone else's um, life or of some particular way of living that all are meant to, to be found within. We are meant to be creatively expressing Christ in the context, in the life, in the social location in which we find ourselves. In Christ, we are free and we are free to create original lives that um, 
demonstrate the grace of Christ in the life circumstance and experience in which we find ourselves. In this, we are free to live towards God. We are free to live with and among people and be for people and for the world. And what a time for this message to be proclaimed this day, that the gospel good news found in Jesus Christ is freedom and it is freedom for all to live and to flourish in whatever place we find ourselves. We live amidst a world that so longs to know that this is true, true for each person to be free in Christ. So I invite us today to consider that as Christians, as followers of Christ, we are in fact artists. We are to meant to live artistically, not as copiers, not as looking at someone else's life and endeavoring to live like they live. No, not to copy someone else but to follow the model of Jesus Christ. Now we know that the Apostle Paul endeavored to live a model life before the churches that he led and all pastors endeavored to do that. But we would not say, I would not say, I don't believe James would say, follow my life as the way to follow Jesus Christ. No, we are free to create out of the circumstances and the beauty and the um, location of our own lives, a life that is faithful to Christ. So let's take a look more specifically at how Paul talks about this in this passage in Galatians 5, 22 into chapter six, verse five. This is the passage that we are looking at today to understand how it is that we are free in Christ to create. That is today's theme. We are free to use the very things of our own lives, all of the experiences that we have had. And Paul would want us to understand that the experiences that were really difficult, as well as the experiences that were particularly joyful or delightful, God can and does use all things in our lives to bring about his glory in his time and in his way. So in our lives, we're meant to be people who are diligently seeking after God, living as God's way in the world and to be creatively living that out. So we're to live as originals. That's something I really want you to hear me say today. Just as, let's think about how artists do their craft. How is it that an artist comes up with these creative expressions, whether it's poetry or painting or music, or just think of an artist that you know in, in your life and in, in your work. And today, I imagine I am speaking directly to um, some folks who vocationally are artists. And I'm so grateful that you are a part of the body of Christ and that we have an opportunity to look at how it is that you live out your artistic endeavor because it, it inspires all of us to understand how it is that we are meant to be creators also. 
So the artists that I know in their artistic endeavor understand it to be a daily practice, a daily endeavor to be creative, to express what is in them that is meant to be shared with the world. And in the dailiness of it, sometimes it's really rather ordinary. For sure, not every day produces a brilliance or a particular expression that is something that is going to be eventually treasured by, by many others. But there is a dailiness to the practice of being creative and to being about one's craft and to be endeavoring to enjoy that process and to see to see what comes of it. I used to think that there was a particular standard Christian life that was meant to be lived. And I used to think that the Apostle Paul was all about being very strict with people about what that life really ought to look like. This good life of being someone who followed Christ. I used to read Paul and find in him very mm, definite ideas of what one must do and ought to be doing. One ought to do this and not do this. And I think what I heard in him was of course that very legal type of language that he would of course use as a Pharisee, someone trained up in God's law. But I believe that one of the things that Galatians in particular shows us is that Paul lifts up his own story of how it is that he used to be one who in fact persecuted people who followed Christ. And he used to be oriented in this way of understanding God's law as having an awful lot of restrictions and specific ways that one had to live. And if one wasn't living in that way, one would need to be told to change. And Paul, um, as we know of his story, was zealous for this understanding of um, Jewish life. And he, in fact, was persecuting the early church. And while on his way to Damascus, he has an experience of meeting the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And that reorients his life. From that moment on, for Paul, everything changes. And it took some time for that change to come about in his life. Earlier in this letter, Paul describes a bit of what that looked like. It took him about three years to reorient his understanding of what it meant to know the risen Lord Jesus Christ and to live as a creative expression of that good news. So I now think that Paul would not say there is one way that is meant to be copied over and over again in each person's life once they've met Jesus that we are all to look and act in a certain way. 
I don't think Paul is saying that at all. And we especially find the beauty of that in this particular passage that we are looking at today. Paul, in his very own story, invites us to look at how it is that he received freedom in Christ and how the former way that he was changed and that over time, he, in his faithfulness to following Christ, began to express a faith and a love and a grace and a creativity that, in fact, the world had not seen before. And Paul lives out this freedom that he has in Christ by inviting new groups of people and ever expanding um, geography of churches to, in fact, follow Jesus Christ. He was incredibly creative in his life and ministry. In fact, he pioneered new ways of orienting faith communities to live in relationship with one another, to be encouragers of one another, to be people who were known to be for other people and encouragers of that new life that comes with being found in Christ. This new life that we receive from Christ then is meant to be lived in a very creative expression. So we all then are invited to write our own freedom stories just as Paul was in fact writing his and living it out loud in these letters that are now shared with us um, in the New Testament as he guides the creative expression of life in Christ in these early churches. I believe Paul would want us to understand that we are meant to live God's way and to create conditions in our lives and in the lives of those around us so that we might thrive in living after the model of Jesus Christ. So when this happens, as we endeavor to follow Christ, Paul is describing in this passage how certain things begin to show up in our lives in the way that perhaps in your garden right now or in something that you're growing, you are seeing that there is a, a growth and a flourishing that comes about as a seed pops up from the ground and begins to grow. We're in the Northwest living in this beautiful, um, verdant area of the world. And this is a season of growth in our gardens, is it not? And we see the fruit that comes from the right conditions in which to, to grow. And we work hard as gardeners to create good opportunities for things to grow. And Paul would say, that's what we need to be doing in our lives too. Creating conditions for growth, reading God's word, spending time in prayer, endeavoring to be with one another in the community and connected with one another as we encourage one another. And in this passage, in fact, Paul says, as we share the burdens that one another has, we lift up this creative life that we are meant to live in Christ and we find these conditions for growth. Just as fruit begins to appear in an orchard, right? 
fruit will begin to appear in our own lives as well. It is the inevitable work of God's Spirit in our lives that fruitfulness will come about, this creative expression of God's love and grace in our lives. And this can look like things like um, an affection for other people, an exuberance about life, creative expressions of this life in Christ, and contentment. And I would offer also holy discontent when that is the right response to what is going on in our lives. And certainly that is um, true of our lives today. And right now the conditions in my garden um, is that it is raining. So I am going to now go inside to finish this message. As we wrap up our time in God's Word today in this letter from Paul to those who are following Christ in faith communities scattered throughout the Roman Empire, Paul understands well that the different social locations in which churches find themselves mean that they are going to experience being a faith community in unique and creative ways. And Paul would be the first one to encourage us, in fact, to probably cheer us on in saying this fruit of the Spirit that is in you, that is growing and expressing itself in your life um, individually and as families and as a faith community, it will give expression to forgiveness and to restoration and to speaking the truth in loving ways to one another out of our various backgrounds, out of our individual freedom stories that we each bring into the community in this time. The Apostle Paul would encourage us to, to be with one another, to turn to one another, and to those who are carrying burdens in this time, Paul's language in this passage would say, lift those burdens, come alongside those that are in pain and difficulty, who are trying to help us understand what it means to be a community of faith that are united, though individual and original. I hope that this passage and the truth and the beauty of it is a blessing to you this day. I hope that as I record this on Friday, and as this is a day that many will take a pause this afternoon to either um, march or to uh, cease work in some way and to endeavor to express what it is that we are feeling these days and what it is that we hope to see come about in our communities and in our nation as a result of the challenges and the difficulties of racism in our community. I hope that you will take courage from this passage, from this freedom letter that Paul writes to the church. This letter has stood the test of time as a testament to the uniqueness that each of us finds within ourselves 
and the beauty that that is meant to bring about as we express creatively who we are. And as we listen to one another and we welcome the stories of one another's lives to be expressed and hopefully to be understood, I hope that we will do this as wholeheartedly as Christ would wish for us to do making room for one another in this time to be who we are, to express who we are creatively. Paul wraps up this passage by saying this, take a careful examination of who you are, all of it, and of the work that you have been given to do, which means to be Christ's follower in this moment, living into it fully, this work that you have been given to do, and then sink into it wholeheartedly. Give yourselves to this work. I believe that there are a number of voices right now that are helping us to understand what that might look like. One of them that I would offer would be Brene Brown in her research on wholehearted living. I think it can be helpful to us as we remind ourselves that to be the church means this, that we therefore let each one of us in our ordinary day-to-day -day lives, in our staying in, in our going out, in the work that we do and the expressions of life that we bring to the world in our protests, in our marches, all of it. May we actively take responsibility to live as free people, to create, to be our own original selves and to create environments in which all people can thrive, to be who they are in Christ. May we live into this, to live our best creative lives, and may we do this for and with one another. May the peace of Christ and the fruit of the Spirit be evident among you this day and every day. Amen.